Well, I have to admit that never in my life did I think I would begin a lesson on the Holy Trinity by quoting Elvis Presley. But I came across a refrain of his that is just so perfect for today. My God is so high you can't get over him. He's so low you can't get under him. He's so wide you can't get around him. You must come in by and through the Lamb. Who would have thought that Elvis was onto something? Our God is beyond what human words can describe, beyond what human thoughts can dream up, greater than anything we can fully grasp. Today's celebration of the Most Holy Trinity is an incredible mystery so much bigger than ourselves, a mystery partially revealed and yet somewhat hidden, known through revelation and yet beyond our understanding. The Trinity is one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We know this from the catechism and the teachings of the church. God is Father. Jesus, the Son, is God. And the Holy Spirit is God. And they are all one, all divine. Each of the three persons of the Trinity fully possessing the one and only divine nature while remaining distinct persons. This challenges what we were taught in grade school math, doesn't it? One plus one plus one now equals one. I wasn't taught that. But as we embrace our God, we realize he defies even the rules of logic. One true God, three distinct persons. When we look to the first part of Genesis and we hear the creation story, we hear those words, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. God speaks of himself in the plural, let us, and our. Right at the very beginning in Genesis, there is already a hint that God is not all by himself but rather is in a creative communion of love. And then we hear stories like this. The Lord appeared to Abram by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, three men stood in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, My Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I fetch a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves. And after that you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. The Lord appears to Abram, yet Abram sees three men. God is one, and God is three, the Trinity. 
We turn to the Gospel of John and hear that Jesus says, the Father and I are one. Jesus also says, to have seen me is to have seen the Father. Later on, the Holy Spirit was sent by the Father and the Son and descended upon the apostles. Once again, our God is revealed in the scriptures as triune. We encounter the triune God who is written into the mystery of who we are as human beings. It's clear we are all distinct individuals. Yet it's also true that we are made for communion. We humans cannot exist apart from one another. We are individual, but we are social. We are one, but we are linked to many. The image of God is in our wiring. We do not possess the kind of unity that God does, but God echoes himself in us. We are one, yet we are many. More than ever in this time, we understand that being completely solitary is no fun. It's not fulfilling. It's contrary to who we are. We're meant to be together as one body, the church. This is an image of our triune God. And one of the most beautiful images of God can be found in the love of husband and wife, a man and woman together in the lasting and fruitful relationship we call marriage. When God said, let us make man in our image, the text goes on to say, Male and female, he created them. Be fruitful and multiply. So the image of God, as he sets it forth most perfectly, is seen in the married and fruitful couple. As we extol the great mystery of the Trinity today, we look not merely outward, not merely upward to understand, but also inward. It is there that we discover the mystery at work in us who are created in the image and likeness of our triune God.